<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the C2 Sports Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Cole, with my co-host here, Carter. Uh, we've been off for a little while. We've had some vacations. We've had some uh, Christmas festivities, um, but we're here back and ready for 2023. So we got a lot on table today. Um, we're going to pull up a little agenda here. We're going to talk a little college football playoff. Uh, we're going to talk a little NFL playoff picture. We're going to talk about LeBron's birthday bash. The big man turned Le 38. The cap had a big <laughs> night last night. Uh, and some Luka magic uh, this week, putting up 60, 20, and 10. And then we're going to talk a little bit about some college hoops. So we got a fun-filled day for y'all. Uh, we got a lot to talk about in this episode, and we're really pumped to get back to it. Um, so first, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, we're going to start with a little college football. And we're going to discuss, first of all, um, the last night's game between Clemson and Tennessee. So, Carter, I'll go ahead and get your thoughts. Yeah, you know, as a Tennessee fan, that game was uh, really fun to watch. I definitely think it was uh, unexpected how well we played in that game. But I got to say, man, looking forward to next season, assuming Hendon Hooker goes to the NFL, uh, looking forward to assuming Joe Milton stays with us. I think it's going to be a pretty fun year, man. He is, uh, he, is, he is quite the quarterback. You know, he can really sling that thing. I don't know if any of you guys caught that, but they had a little uh, side segment and they had him throwing an orange at practice, and he slung that thing across the entire field. Yeah. It hit the brick wall <laughs> at the back. That. It was that like was, 120 yards in the air. Flick, you know, that one last night to Squirrel White, he threw like 60 yards downfield, and he hardly even stepped into yeah. it. So, Flick of the I mean, he was looking really good. I think he's got like two years of eligibility left. Um, so, yeah, it was good Good to see Tennessee get that win, probably unexpected with uh, Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt out for that game. But what are your thoughts on that one, Cole? Yeah, no, I I agree. I honestly was expecting a little more from Clemson, especially after losing to South Carolina. I thought that they were going to come out. Yeah, I thought of, Tennessee didn't have a shot. Um, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought that Clemson was going to come out. I mean, they played pretty good in the ACC title game. Um, I thought they were going to come out and have a big night. Um one thing I do want to mention is I don't think they got Will Shipley the ball enough. I think that no. Will Shipley is an absolute beast. Yeah, I, I think agree. he's proven that over the course of the season. If he has touches, he gets yards. And I just think that they offensively put too much uh, into Cade Klubnik. I mean, he's a true freshman, and you could tell last night he made a lot of mistakes. Man, um, there, were, there were some times that I felt like he was it was justified where he would scramble out with a lot of pressure. But toward the end of the game there, man, he was getting he in, was just run running the sidelines. And he wasn't even pressured that yeah. much. Like it, it was yeah, almost yeah. like he was just trying to default to what he was comfortable doing. No, yeah, he would run and, 30, 20 yards backwards, um, and try and like there was a pick at the end of the game, and it was just a heave. He jumped off off one foot and threw it yeah, as far as he could. I mean, um, yeah, you could just tell the composure wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and another another mistake he had was at the in the first half they oh my gosh are, have, it. Uh, yeah, yeah they have enough they have enough time to get a field goal. All he has to do is throw the ball away, and instead he tries to run. Dabo was and, pissed. Oh, Dabo he was pissed. pissed yeah. Yeah. He was he was Dabo, working up a sweat. Dabo got line. into him. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's I think that Cade Clubbick's going to be really good, and he's shown signs of that this year. Uh, yeah. He's had a few games where he has played really well. ACC championships a perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, but once again, he was a true freshman. I think he could make mistakes, and I think that he's got a lot of learning to do. Um, but like I said. I wish Will Shipley got more touches. I think he's going to end up being really good. Yeah, I mean, he had well, I think he had like three carries for five yards in the first half, and so, sometimes he gets that look in his eye where you're like, man, he wants to prove himself and he yeah. wants to go, and he didn't get that opportunity. He got fired up in the second half a little bit, but it was just a little bit too late. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think unexpected Tennessee uh, with a pretty big win there. But 
Yeah, I I'm a Will Shipley last night, 17 carries for 72 yards. <laughs> Pretty much Cade all in the Klubnik had 20 carries. Wow. He ran the ball 20 times yeah. for 51 he was, yards. He so was definitely trying to do a little too much. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so um, – and then Cade Klubnik, no touchdowns, 320 yards passing, two interceptions. And then Joe Milton, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 251 yards. He looked solid, man. Yeah. He looked really, really solid. Yeah. So I'm excited to see – uh, if he stays with Tennessee moving forward, what he can do, especially yeah. with some more weapons around him. But. That'll be interesting to see what Tennessee does next year with the new guy coming in, the five-star. Um, I can yeah. only know how to pronounce his name, so I won't even try. But he's uh, the Hawaiian guy is supposed to be really, really good. So um, it'll be interesting. I feel like you got to give the job to Joe Milton. But, yeah, he earned it. Yeah. I think he earned it. And, I mean, going back for a little history lesson, in case you didn't know this, he actually, a year ago, he did have the starting job ahead of Hendon Hooker. He got injured in the second game. Hendon got in, obviously proved himself, and ran with it. So he did have the coach's respect early on in his career and just yeah. unfortunately got injured. So, you know. Well, yeah. it, good for that guy, I mean, to stay with it. Um, a lot of guys, once they didn't win the starting job. Transfer back, portal. Yep, Boom. They're out of there. I mean, that's how it is nowadays. So good Especially for him. Especially nowadays. Yeah, good for him to stick with it and wait till his time comes, which, I mean, on one of the biggest stages, the Orange Bowl came. Yeah. So. Which, how cool is that? The Orange Bowl, two orange teams. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool uh, sight to see all orange in the stands. That was pretty cool. I kind of want to uh, order a shirt from that game. That's, that was pretty cool. Orange yeah, Bowl, two orange teams. Cool. And, uh, something you don't see every day. Also, the last point before we move on here, BT Potter, man. Nothing to take away from this guy's career, but he had a horrible night, man. Yeah. I mean, they came out, ran the fake field goal. I think that might have rattled him a little bit. Like, do you yeah. guys not trust me? Missed three in a row after that. They went with, back with him. He got he did hit one. So they went two. He went two for five. Two for five. Yeah. So he did hit that one at uh, the the first one he made of the game. But he tried to miss it, man. I mean, it yeah. literally almost it shanked. In, he almost so, yeah. uh, pulled it again. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, he's had a great career. He only missed one field goal coming into last night all season. So nothing to take away from him. But sometimes he's been known to have some of those uh, those those horrible games where he kind of just blows up and. It's hard as a kicker. If you miss one, yeah, I feel like it rattles your confidence so much and you're thinking about it too much and you're not dialed in and then you're bound to miss a few more. So, yeah, you know. No, I agree. <clears throat> well, that kind of wraps up uh, last night's game. Um, and now we can get into college football playoffs. Yeah, I think this is what everyone's looking forward oh, to, yeah. man. Bowl season is good. You get a couple games right before the playoffs, like the one last night that you're interested in. But, I think today is going to be the ones that people are really interested in watching and going to have the most viewers. I agree. I agree. So first we'll go ahead and start with the 2-3 matchup, um, discuss some Michigan versus TCU. So go ahead with your initial thoughts. Yeah, my initial thoughts, it's interesting, man. You don't really see this matchup too much. There's not like a ton of history and data behind this to see, like, you know, try to predict what's going to happen in this game. My personal opinion, I've always been a power conference football guy, especially the SEC. I've always been – said that, you know, those teams in, in those big power conferences are going to be always better than these, like, you know, undefeated TCUs that sneak in here and there. So I think Michigan's going to handle it. The over-under in this game is 58, so that's pretty high for a college football game. Actually, both these games are pretty high over-under, so Vegas thinks there's going to be a lot of points scored. Michigan is 7.5-point favorites, which is pretty significant um, as of the latest DraftKings Sportsbook update. But I think Michigan's going to handle I think they're going to cover, too. I mean, we could see – you know, I hate to throw a score out there because it's hard to predict it, but I think maybe like 34-17, something like that. I, I just think t- it's going to be too much for TCU to handle. 
they haven't really seen too many opponents that are of Michigan's caliber this season. So I think I think Michigan's gonna get. I'm gonna go the other way here. I uh, I previously was with Michigan and I thought so as well. Um, it's hard to go with them with the performance they just had against Ohio State. Played really good, um, and I I really do think they're gonna have a good game. But I think TCU's gonna sneak this one out. I think that. Uh, Max Duggan is a great player, um, a quarterback who has a chip on his shoulder um, with the history uh, dealing with TCU. I think that he's going to find a way to get it done. Uh, we saw in the Big 12 championship, even though they lost, um, how much it means to him. Uh, he had he has some kind of health problem, uh, and he was playing through that. Um, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so I think that uh, he's going to find a way to get it done. I think TCU is going to be ready. I think losing in the Big 12 title game uh, once again made it where they're like, we can't go out here and put out a uh, put out a dud. We can't come out here and we got like, a little more more fire under yeah, the flame, as yeah, you might say. Exactly. So I think I think a lot of people are counting TCU out, and I think that's why I'm going to take them. Now I could also I could see it going very ugly in yeah, Michigan's favor. Right. I think it's either going to be a great game and TCU sneaks it out, yeah. or I could see it Michigan. Absolutely I can see that up. as well, yeah. So I, I think it's going to be interesting, but I am going to contradict you. I'll go TCU. Take the hey, man, that's good. We got to see both sides <laughs> of it here. So, um, yeah, I'm really interested to see how Max Duggan plays. Um, TCU's rush game is normally pretty good, but Michigan's, I mean, that's all they would love to do is hammer it down the throat of the defense. Um, J.J. McCarthy, Michigan's quarterback, we'll see. Um, hopefully he plays good, um, but he's so inconsistent. We'll see. Um, but, and then TCU's defense is another reason I like them. They have a pretty good defense, so we'll see. It should be against opponents they've played, to be fair. Yes, that is you true. Know, yeah. you know, it's always, it's always the big debate. <laughs> the the only thing is that I will say though, is that the big 12 is known for their offense. So true. to have a pretty true. good defense that and a true. good offensive conference. It's a fair point. Yeah. That is a very fair point. So we'll see. I think it's gonna be a good game. I am excited to see. And I'm really I'm really glad the committee kept TCU at three, even though they lost. It was kind of shocking. I think a lot of people maybe expected the Alabama to sneak in there or Ohio State to know. move in above them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I was really glad that they kept TCU at three. I mean, Ohio State didn't make the conference title game. It was Michigan versus Purdue. So right. there's no reason that they should be awarded for not playing in a conference title game. Right. And there's no reason that TCU should be uh, diminished for losing a title game. They didn't have, I mean, I mean, they could have just said, we're not going to play. Right. Um, so I think that the committee did a great job. I'm glad. Well, I was going to say, I'm glad that Bama didn't get in, but at the same time, I feel like Bama almost I has think, to be in. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It really is interesting, uh, the whole dynamic of it. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on the playoff picture now that we've gotten to that? I mean, the real the real question here is I think South Carolina really just messed this whole thing yeah. up, man. <laughs> I mean, they come in and they beat Tennessee, which beat. Tennessee was going to be a lock. All they have to do is win that game, and then they got Vandy left with that. I mean, they're yeah. going to win that game 100 out of 100 times. And then they beat Clemson. So, I mean, South Carolina really screwed this all up. It's hard to say if they got it right or not. In my opinion, and we'll get on to this next game here, I think both these games are kind of going to be get a little bit out of hand, which would indicate they didn't get it right. But it's always that question this time of year. It's like, do you take the undefeated TCU? Do you take this undefeated team that hasn't had the great schedule? Or do you let a one or two loss big power team that played a hard schedule get in? And that's always been the debate, which is well, why they're again, moving to the expanded playoffs. Yeah, and then again, time. in the playoffs, college football playoffs, and I mean, yeah, that's why they're moving to expansion. But in the playoffs, it's very rare that we see 
these first two games be good games. Yeah. In the past, yeah. it's all blowouts. Historically, it has yeah. been that way. I mean, very which, rarely have you had the yeah. good four teams. Where, which ended. And, and yeah. then again, I mean, it could just be because Georgia's always dominant. Bama's right. always dominant. There's always that one super, yeah. one so, or two dominant teams, Clemson, Alabama in the past. Yeah. But, so, you know, these the blowouts that historically have happened in the first round indicate that they are not getting the best. Yeah. You know, whatever method they're using is not getting the best games, the yeah. best teams in there. But. I've always felt like they need to have more teams in the playoff. Which no, I'm glad I, that they're moving to this f- new format. Was it? So the way they're doing it is they're doing all uh, – there's six automatic bids out of the 12. Right. So it's going to be 12 teams, six automatic bids. All the Power 5 conferences get an automatic bid, and then one uh, non-Power 5 conference gets an automatic bid. So I don't really know how they're going to determine that – non-power five bid so there still be some controversy yeah there's, but, which is good but how many teams are going to be there's gonna be 12 so there's gonna be 12 so i think with 12 the first teams, four get a buy i think with 12 teams you're going to be able to find the best team in college football no, yeah. and with that many more teams you're going to be able to you know figure out who really is the best team yeah. there's going to there's still going to be probably controversy for the things that don't have like a very specific stipulation of how you get in the automatics but I think that there's going to be a lot less controversy because I feel like with four teams, they're just not enough with how many no, college football programs exactly. there are. Yeah, I mean, because they, I mean, and how many variables? It, there's uh, 32 NFL teams, and there's yeah. what 14 that make the playoffs. Yeah, out of the 32. Yeah. Whereas college football, I mean, you got over <laughs> over. I don't like hundred. Yeah. I think there's like 128 FBS teams. Yeah. Um, maybe even more than that. I don't know off the top of my head. And to choose um, with all the variables of strength of schedule and the conference and yeah. how college football teams change throughout the year to try to choose four is just yeah. difficult, which the <clears throat> argument is, you know, you limit the amount of games, you limit the amount of injuries. But I think all of us could see a few less games during the regular season against, yeah, yeah. like, the bad teams. To see, to see like, Alabama play uh, yeah. what, what, whoever they played week 12. Like, they, go play like, they go play, like, East Tennessee Community College. <laughs> we can go without that game to get an extra yeah. playoff game or two. Because, I, I mean, expanding to 12 teams only adds, like, what, one or two more games. Yeah, I season. think it'll add two more to the season. Only, yeah. For the people who make it. Right, exactly. So, I think, uh, I think generally college football fans are going to like this new format. But, yeah. anyway, get off my soapbox. <laughs> So, I mean, that leads us into our next one, uh, Ohio State-Georgia. Uh, the over-under on that one, 62.5. Georgia six-point favorites. This is uh, the line provided by DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, I don't know your initial thoughts on that one. This one, I'm going to go again, man. I think Georgia has looked really, really solid all year. I mean, you look at Tennessee's offense coming into that time that they played Georgia, they are averaging like 50 points a game, freaking 500 yards a game. I mean, it was crazy. And Georgia just figured out a way to shut them down. I mean, offensive, defensive, they look so solid this year. I think Georgia's going to hand it to Ohio State just the same way I think Michigan's going to hand it to TCU. I think they're going to cover the six-point favorites easily. Um, I I think we definitely might hit the under on this game just with Georgia's defense. Um, Ohio State puts up some points, though. They do, but so does Tennessee. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always hard to say, again, you don't get these matchups very often yeah. between these two conferences. They wouldn't play each other during the regular season. But I think it could. this game could definitely hit the, the under. I don't think it's going to be as quite high-flying as they think. I think Georgia's defense is going to play well. I think Georgia's going to handle them. The score might not indicate it, but I think if you watch this game, you're going to yeah. say Georgia's the better team and they're going to win. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm with you on that one. I I, I think Georgia's going to win the national title altogether. Um, I they're just agree more. they're they're such a good team overall. Not a hot take. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't think that anybody's yeah. surprised by that, but yeah. it's really hard to root against yeah, yeah. Georgia. I think I think so that, this year. I think that I mean Stetson Bennett has the experience. Uh, one of the oldest guys to ever play in college football. You know, uh, I saw the same the other day. To go on this this point, not to cut you off, but Stetson Bennett and Lamar are like the same age. Yeah, and Lamar's been in the NFL for like three or four years yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like Lamar was winning the Heisman when Stetson Bennett. I mean, it, yeah. he's he's been in college forever. Yeah. Which COVID eligibility, this eligibility, that eligibility, red shirts, red shirts, yeah. all that stuff. But. Yeah. So yeah, I think Georgia's gonna get it done. I just think they have too many weapons offensively. I think their defense is just way too strong. But I will say, just to throw it in there. Ohio State Michigan national title game would be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool to see that rematch. <laughs> so if Ohio State were to get the upset. Michigan were to take care of TCU. That would be a pretty fun game to watch. Um, But, like I said, I think Georgia's too much, especially to see what Michigan did to Ohio State. And for me, I personally think Georgia's much stronger than Michigan. Yeah, I Um, agree. So, we'll we'll see. But that's – This would be something. If TCU could upset Michigan and Georgia wins Ohio State, would this be the biggest blowout in national championship history? In my opinion, I could see Georgia beating – TCU I could see Georgia beating a TCU. Lot. Yeah, I mean, too. So, <laughs> I guess we'll just see. But, I mean, you take TCU, I take Michigan. We both take Georgia. Both take Georgia to win the national championship. Yeah. Again, it doesn't seem like that hot of a topic besides maybe you thinking TCU might hit the upset in kind of a, a low-scoring game. Yeah. But it's hard to root against Georgia. Yeah, it is very hard. So, <laughs> so other than that, college football-wise, uh, we are going to talk a little bit, a little bit about oh, local no. state, uh, <laughs> state Wolfpack. It's painful. It's painful. It is so painful, man. I hate it for our defense. Our defense all year has been so good. We're like the Broncos, man. We're like the Denver Broncos. <laughs> There's some stat that's like if the Broncos could have held the opponents, or if the Broncos offense could have scored 18 or more points this year, they'd be like 10 and something. <laughs> I feel like NCC is the same way. Yeah. No, I Our agree. defense plays so, so good. Yeah. So we lost in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl to Maryland. Um, 16 to 12. No yep. touchdowns. No touchdowns. All well for Maryland they had one. Right. But for us, yeah, we had um four field goals. Um and they had three. So they got the job done. We did not. Um we are getting a new offensive coordinator. I hope that he comes in and uh gets the job done. Tim Beck, our old offensive coordinator, left to take the head coaching job at Coastal. Which I think a lot of people wanted him out. Yeah. Based on lot, being in the student people- section during the games. <laughs> I think a lot of people, a lot of people at State wanted him out. So it was very interesting to see somebody come and get him. Um, right. It was kind of a surprise because a lot of people were thinking he was going to get fired. Right, exactly. Um, so it was very interesting to see somebody come and get him for a head coaching job. So we'll see how Coastal does. Maybe uh, he'll surprise us and um, maybe that offense down there will work. Uh, but at <laughs> State, it did not. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> and to be fair, we were missing some key, some yeah. key pieces. We our were quarterbacks our aren't third playing. Third string, fourth string fourth quarterback. String quarterback. Um, so yeah, we definitely did. That was the other thing. Ben have our had a rough out there, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. I re- am really, I mean, I, the defensive guys, like I said, so good. Drake Thomas, Peyton Wilson, Isaiah Moore. Um, a lot of them are going to the NFL. So yeah. hopefully they do well there. I hope they get drafted. A lot of them deserve to get drafted. Um, Drake, especially Peyton, especially. So great careers at nc state yeah seriously. they were some of those guys that they stuck around for yeah. their entire same, career same with thayer uh they were big NC the thomas state brothers guys. were just yeah. awesome so i'm excited yeah. to see lex a little brother come in and play some quarterback um that'll be cool but 
yeah, that's it we got. That's all we got for college football. We won't take too long talking about the Wolfpack because they're not <laughs> not too much to talk about. But So um, we'll go ahead and move on to some NFL. Uh, we got a little bit to talk about, including this week's game picks um, and some award races since that is coming up. Yeah, um, it's about that time where you start kind of thinking about those things. Yeah. You've seen a, a pretty decent sample size of games so far. So Yeah. So uh, I guess we can do a little recap on the Cowboys-Titans game um, from Thursday night. Cowboys moved to 12-4. and four. Uh, Titans moved to 7-9. and nine. Titans are just quickly falling out of the playoffs. Yeah, man. Um, they were up there, and now they've gone on a losing streak and not looking too good, um, especially with the Derrick Henry injury. Right, which so. I don't – is he projected to miss the rest of regular season? I don't – think so i think he's supposed to be back because i think he was like questionable yeah that's what i thought to announce it yeah i didn't sure. even figure out he was going to be out of the game till you know a couple hours before game time but yeah so recap wise i mean cowboys pretty much handled them um yeah. uh i think that uh i will say i was a little surprised that zeke didn't have a bigger game than he did with tony pollard out yeah, yeah, that um, was definitely a surprise. I mean, he got his touchdown, right? Yeah. It's nine yeah, weeks in a row or yeah. whatever. He's going to get that if, touchdown. That is a lock on prize picks every week, let me tell you. Um, if they leave it up. I think they're bold to keep putting that one up yeah. there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I think I'm kind of surprised as well. But it kind of goes to all the people who are Tony Pollard fans out there. And they're like, you know, Tony Pollard should be getting more touches. And they're kind of upset at, that they're still in such a timeshare. And they're saying he should be going somewhere else. But, I mean, clearly – He's more the more explosive back. Yeah, I mean, no, you can I see agree. Zeke out there. I mean, just the stats show the stats, but I mean, just watching the game, it's kind of like he just he's good from the one yard line. But yeah. I mean, well, that's what in I, my opinion. He goes out there and he just kind of runs in the middle. I think he, I think he's yards, turned but, more into like a power back. Where yeah. he, what he used to be was that elusive right, back. Right. But I think back at Ohio injuries and some things that have happened. I think yeah, he's turned more into that power back that you can feed it to on the one yard line. And he's just getting older. Yeah. I mean, he is. You know, he's been Where's he's been around for a while. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, so we'll, it'll be interesting to see. It will be really interesting to see how the Cowboys end up this year. Could this be Cowboys' year? Man, that's what they say every year. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, they, they've act, I mean they're twelve and four though. They're not normally that good, right? Record wise, that is so, that is a fair point. But you know, for all you Cowboys fans out there, everyone always says it's their year, and then come playoff time, something happens, losing the first round. So, I don't know. They they I mean, on paper, they've got the talent, man. I mean, yeah. Dak Prescott on paper, although he's been shaky lately. I mean, he is a good quarterback. He's been known to have, you know, super big games. They got both those running backs, CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, Micah Parsons on defense, Trayvon Diggs if you like interceptions. You know. <laughs> so, I mean, they've got they've got guys. So, it's just going to be whether or not they could be clutch and they can pull out, you know, some playoff wins finally. But yeah. is it their year? Only time will tell. I could see it happening. I could see them making a good playoff run. I know people say that all the time, but yeah. I mean, could I it really finally it. be their time? It might be. We'll see. Yeah. But I will say, I was a little bit surprised. Joshua Dobbs, he looked pretty good out there, man. Yeah, he did. You know, he he put up a a, a fair amount of passing yards. Better than Malik Willis has. Yeah, I mean, Malik Willis has been putting like. He's you been know, struggling three for fifteen in the whole game. Well, that's what when Malik Willis has been playing, they've been feeding the ball to Derrick Henry most right, of the game. Right, so. which I, I think I think the switch to Josh Dobbs was in direct correlation to Derrick no, Henry being out yep. because they know that he can throw the ball more. They yep. knew they were going to have to throw it with you know Hilliard was out, Henry was out. You're not going to be able to run that much. So I think you know he might be the more pass efficient quarterback. So 
I think that switch was in direct correlation. We'll see what they do next week. Yeah. If Derrick Henry does come back, if they decide to stick with Dobbs or not, but. So, um, going out of that, we can go through uh, this week's games, make some picks. Um, we can go ahead and start Cardinals Falcons. Who you got? <sighs> that is a tough call. Man. <laughs> the battle of four eleven and five yeah, ten. That is a tough call. Do you know if Kyler Murray's going to be back this week? No, he's out. He's done for the year. Really? Yeah, he tore his ACL. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He did tear his ACL. Yeah. So there, it's either, I'm gonna go with it's, the either, it's either Colt McCoy or it's uh, uh, who just played this last week? Uh, Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it on and die. I'm with you. I'm going Falcons. I think I'm, that the yeah. Cardinals are terrible. I feel bad for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I just think that he's in a bad situation. But yeah, yeah I think the Falcons are gonna have a pretty good run game. I think they're gonna get a couple different running backs fired up. They're gonna. Yeah. I think they're gonna take care of the Cardinals. Yeah. Not gonna be an exciting game, but. No. Um, Bears Lions, Bears three and twelve, Lions seven and eight. Divisional game. Yeah, I mean the Lions need Could, it. The, the Lions, Lions need it. They gotta win yeah, if they yeah. want to make the playoffs. If yeah. they lose it, they're out. It's a must win. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean what they got the Bears and they finish off the season with the Packers, I believe, mm-hmm. in, in the, the final week. So that divisional Lions game could be huge. It, it could mean the playoffs yeah. for both of those teams. Yeah. Assuming it's like the it's like the Raiders Chargers game last year. Yeah. So, um, man, that's a tough call. I think Justin Fields is going to have a big game, man. I think he's due for a big one, and especially versus a divisional opponent. I think he's going to get the job done, and the Bears are going to upset the Lions in this one. Yeah, I I would agree with that, and I really want to go with that take as well. But after the Lions' terrible performance against the Panthers last week, um, and they sold. Oh yeah, they, they sold it. And I, I think that the Lions are going to come ready to go at home. Um, I think that Josh, uh, Josh Goff, Jared Goff is going <laughs> to, Jared Goff's going to be ready to roll. Um, so I'm going Lions. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a good game. I do. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, next up, we got Jaguars Texans. Yeah. Jags, baby. Trevor yep. Lawrence, he's been Jags. on fire. Yep. I, there's no question T-Law. in my mind. Yep, I agree. I think he's going to take care of business. The Jags, I think they control their own fate at this point. If yeah, they win out, I believe they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I could really, really see that happening. Trevor Lawrence is finally with some good coaching stepping into that role that he was expected, you know, when he was drafted yeah. so high out of college, and he was so good in college. Yeah. And uh, with Urban Meyer, it just, it just didn't pan out. But I think he's finally, you know, coming into his own. I think he's going to have another good week. And, uh, I think they're going to get it done. Yeah, I agree. I'm going Jags as well. I think T-Law is going to play well. Texans are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, got Broncos, Chiefs uh, in the Red Kingdom. Easy again, Chiefs. Yeah, Broncos. I mean, I mean Russell Wilson got benched. That's all you need to all you yeah. can say. I mean, that, team's, that team, for what they wanted the beginning of this year, what they wanted this team to be, yeah. it has been a dumpster fire. Yeah. And, Which, I mean, they fired Nathaniel Hackett. So, yeah. I mean, that's a start. Yeah. Um, I think – I don't know. The GM's high on Russ. I mean, he already said we're keeping Russ. He had a rough year, but we're ready to get back to it next year. So, well, we'll see. They might be ready next year, but for this year, oh, yeah. they don't have it's, a chance. No, I yeah. mean, the Chiefs are gonna yeah. they're gonna take care of business, even though the Broncos' defense is good ish. It's the only bright spot of that team, but Mahomes yeah. gonna have a day. Yeah. Um, next up, Dolphins Patriots. Both teams battling to get in the playoffs. The Dolphins probably didn't see themselves in this spot a few no. weeks ago. I mean, what have they? They I were towards the top of the. Division, I think they've uh, lost the like three or four weeks in a row, yeah. or four out of the last five, or something bad. Yeah. And uh, with with Tua and his 
concussion. Yeah, I believe Teddy Bridgewater will be projected starting. to not play this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I don't – real quick on that, on Tua. That guy needs to sit out the rest yeah, of the year. Yeah, He is going to get very injured. And I know I don't know – I don't know enough to talk on it too much. Yeah. But, I no, mean – No medical professionals. Yeah. In this cabin here, but. <laughs> but I just I just believe that for his own safety, I yeah. think that it would be smart. And I mean, it's not like they got somebody. No, they have a perfectly capable backup. Exactly, Teddy it's Bridgewater. Not like they have is, somebody who cannot play coming off the bench. I mean, he, Teddy B. Who he had proven. a great year last year with the Broncos, yeah. and he's proven he can be a good quarterback. Some Dolphins fan after this last game might honestly want him to play yeah. over Tua after, yeah. which you know, two or through three picks in the second half. A lot of them are after that scary hit that they think the concussion came mm-hmm. on, which I don't know how he was allowed to stay in the game. They yeah. have these independent medical professionals watching. I don't know how they didn't catch it because yeah. when I saw a video of it, you know, after the game, I was like, yeah. It was, like, again, the same where he's, like, sitting there, rolls it, hits his head like that. <laughs> didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but, <laughs> we had another concussed man in the cabin. <laughs> but... um Anyway, I mean, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is perfectly capable. I'm not, I'm not too worried about you know the Dolphins having you know a lesser offense. I will say the Patriots' defense is known to take away that top target. So you know, looking at Tyree Kill, I think he definitely could have kind of a down week. You know, Patriots have been known to do that against D Hop earlier this year. I mean, that's just always been Belichick's philosophy. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think Waddle could have an elevated role. Tyree could have not as good of a week. Might be low scoring. Yeah, but. I might take the Patriots in this one, man. Yep, I'm with you. I think there's a lot of controversy around the Dolphins. Which I hate because I really want to go with Teddy B. Yeah. I like Teddy yeah. B a lot. I do too. And I, I do too. I really do I really do want to go with him. But yeah, I agree. I think the Patriots. Um I, I just think the coaching and the defense yeah. are gonna be able to grind one out and get yeah. it done. Somehow. I think and I, I uh after last week I think the Patriots are gonna get on a roll. Um I think they're gonna win their last two. Um so we'll see. But you think the Dolphins are going to miss the playoffs? That would be crazy. Ah, uh, let's see. Let I'm not still recording. I just want to make sure we're not like being cut out of a minute or two. Yeah, we're good. Okay. <laughs> um, or we can just leave it in. It's real. This is a real podcast. We don't we don't fabricate anything. I th- I mean, well, it all really depends on this game. I mean. A lot of it depends on this game. If yeah. the Patriots win, they control their own destiny by winning the last week. Dolphins lose. Um, but if the Dolphins win, I think they're in. So it all depends on this game, which, I mean, yeah. so, I mean, it, it once again depends on Teddy B. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, but, like I said, I'm going with the Patriots. So, therefore, I would say, yeah, I they're got the Dolphins miss, missing. Yeah. yeah, That would be one of the all-time chokes, I think. Yeah. Especially with the talent on that roster. Oh, with, and with how the, they were their looking. offensive star power? I mean, yeah. it's... But I guess we'll, I guess we'll, we'll find see. out. <laughs> um, next up, Colts-Giants. I'm going Giants. I'm going Giants all the way yeah, on this one, too. Not much to say about I think if the Giants win, is it winning in at this point for the Giants? I think so, because that'll put After that nine, win against the one. Commanders and they yeah. have that, that tiebreaker against them. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're in. Giants, kind of similar situation with the Dolphins, man. Start out the year hot. Got on a little losing streak, but they rebounded with the Commanders' win, and uh, I think they're going to take care of the Colts. Yeah. And uh, that could be could be a scary team in the playoffs. I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, I just have a, a sneaky feeling. Saquon's that, always yeah. He could always have some big game, and uh, they just, sometimes they just found ways to win this year. They would have a much better record if they didn't have these sixty yard field goals getting put up on them weekly. Yeah. I mean, it's happened like three times this season yeah. that they could easily 
be a couple wins higher, be yeah. a pretty high seed. But um, Saints Eagles. I don't know. I guess Hurts is playing. I don't know. Even Hurts playing, Hurts not playing. I'm going with the Eagles. Okay. That, that's the thing. Like Hurts playing, not playing. Gardner Minshew again is a Another, capable yep. backup. I yep. mean, he had a, a good career for when he was a starting quarterback. He is very capable. We saw it last week. Yeah. And uh, even if not, I mean, they've just got such a good roster around him. He's got a great O line, good running back, good wide receivers, good tight end, great defense. Like they they're just dogs. And so quarterback or not, I think they're still going to win. Yeah, I agree. And the Saints have just not looked too hot. I agree. I got Eagles. Um, next up, hot take. I think it's the game of the week. Panthers, Bucks. Uh, think it's. I mean, it's a game. Panthers. If the Panthers went out, they're in the playoffs, which is that's absurd. Crazy. That is absurd. Insane. But Steve Wilkes, new interim head coach, has got him on the right track. I think that he knows the NFL game much better than Matt Rule did. Um, he's got a lot of experience in the NFL. And obviously, I mean, it's worked out. I mean, they had a great game last week against the Lions. So, uh, game of the week, in my opinion, who you got? Hot take alert, man. I'm taking the Panthers. <laughs> I'm going to take the Panthers to win this game, man. I think with that new coach behind the, behind the wheel, and I think they've been looking pretty decent lately, yeah. just exploded against the Lions last week. The run game was crazy. They had like 200-some rush yards in the first half. Yep. I think it was like 270 and in the first I half. I think you could do the same thing against the Bucs. I mean, the last time they played the Bucs, Deonta Foreman had a huge game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I just think the Bucs have looked horrible lately. Yep. I don't know what's going on with Tom Brady. You know, he's got some – obviously some off-the-field things that are going on this year and a, a ton of frustration in that locker room, I know. Yeah. But – I just think it could be a ground and pound game. I think the Panthers. I think the Panthers are going to get it done, and they might make the playoffs, which sounds crazy, but yeah. I think it could happen. No, I agree. I think, and yeah, I agree. I think that the Panthers are going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to win their last two. Um, I think it's going to be a great game, but I think the Panthers are going to find a way to pull it out. I think I think they've proven um, that they want it. I think that they have enough talent. Sam Darnold's playing pretty well. Yeah, um, seriously. They so, might have, they might have found their quarterback roulette. They might have finally <laughs> found the guy. Um so yeah, he's playing well enough to I think sneak it out. They've actually had him rush running the ball a lot, um, which I think is interesting. But he did that last year when like the right. first five games he had like a rushing touchdown right. every game. He was leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns yeah. for like four or five weeks yeah. last year. So I forgot about that. Um Yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. I think it'll be a good game. Um but I can go in Panthers as well. Um Browns Commanders. Commanders have gotta win. You got in that one. It's gonna be a close game, I think, with this one. The Commanders are starting Carson Wentz this week, aren't they? Yes, I believe they're putting yep. uh, Heineke back on the bench, yep. which I personally don't agree with. I think Heineke he got still has a pretty far. good record for you know what he started for them, and he's he's you know found a way to win in the past. And I think a lot of the team rallies behind him. He really he unlocks Terry McLaurin a lot better than I think Carson Wentz does, which he's a huge part of that offense. I think he should be starting. And I think with Carson Wentz coming back, I don't think the players are a fan of that either. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not in that locker room. I'm not there every day. But I think a lot of those guys really would prefer Taylor Heineke to be the quarterback. But I think the Browns might pull up the upset. I agree. Week. And I I will say that I I wasn't so sure about the Carson Wentz uh, putting him in as well. But I love Ron Rivera. And I think Ron Rivera is a great coach. So he I understand. <laughs> I, I just think he's a great coach. So I think he knows something that we don't. Um, but, I mean, it'll tell us when they when they play. So. Yeah, time will tell. Yeah. I think the Browns might pull off. No, I side. agree. I'm and going the Commanders lose, I believe they're out of the playoffs. So yeah. I think I think they could get eliminated this week. Yeah. Um, 49ers, Raiders, Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey. Um, they've been playing well. I am going to go 49ers. 
I'm going to go with the Niners in this one as well. No explanation needed. Yeah. They're kind of the same as the Eagles that no matter who you got at the helm, I mean, they just got such dogs around them on mm-hmm. the offensive and defensive side. I mean, their yeah. defense is just most people would say so they're the best good. defense in the league, rushing, passing. I mean, they've just been so so good all year. Yeah. Um, they traded and got Christian McCaffrey as if they didn't have enough star power already. Yeah. So I think the 49ers, no question, this one. Sad year for the Raiders, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they uh, would, again, that's kind of like, Kind of like the Broncos coming in. I think people thought that division was really going to be special. Obviously, the Chiefs, Chargers—they both, you know, played decent. Yeah. But with the Broncos and Raiders, just just for the expectations, horrible years after the people they acquired in the off season. Yeah. Um. Next up, big game of two teams, seven and eight, Jets and Seahawks. <sighs> Jets and the Dolphins, man. You didn't think they were going to be here after a few weeks ago, but just a couple bad, couple bad weeks in a row. Zach Wilson is just horrible for this Jets offense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you know what the game plan is this week, if they're planning to put him back out there or not? No, I think Mike White's playing. That, he that's got cleared. I, that, lastly, that's what I heard too. So yeah. I'm going to go with the Jets then. I think their offense is going to get fired back up again. This could be a pretty high-scoring game. Yeah. The Seahawks, Geno could be slinging it. Mike White could be slinging it. Garrett Wilson's probably going to have a big game. Yeah. Uh, I think the Jets are probably going to pull it out in a high-scoring one, though, and yeah. keep their hopes alive. Yeah, I'm going Seahawks. I think that – I think that the Jets' postseason hopes are done. I think that they've just fallen off the bandwagon too much. I think that, like you said, injuries have just hurt them. And I think that I don't I know think if Zach Wilson's hurt him, man. Gosh. Yeah, I mean that, that. As as a Garrett Wilson manager in fantasy, the rule is if you're play, if you if Zach Wilson's playing, you bench, you bench him. him yeah. And if anybody else on the planet Earth is playing as quarterback, <laughs> you start him. That's been the rule yeah. that's worked so far. He's here the thirty points with you know any any dude at quarterback, yeah. and Zach Wilson has just. This, yeah. I mean, the, mm-hmm. they're both the same way. They both got to win if they want to keep their playoff chances alive. Right. Um, and I think that the Seahawks, I think Pete Carroll, coaching-wise, um, even though still have never agreed with uh, throwing the ball on the one-yard line in the Super Bowl. But I think coaching-wise, <laughs> I think coaching-wise, Pete Carroll um, will get it done. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to go Seahawks. Um, next we got Vikings-Packers. going to be a great game. Packers, man. They're my team. We're going to pull it out this week. <laughs> you know, Aaron Rodgers said, if you're playing meaningful games in January, man, that's all that you can ask for. And, uh, you know, with him at the helm, I wouldn't want anybody else. You know, there's been a lot of controversy this year. People forget he's the back-to-back MVP, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and, you know, he hasn't had his best season. He's had more turnovers than he has traditionally, a lot more picks, you know, than three interceptions in the whole season, like what we're used to seeing. But I think our team, we're, we're got a lot of people back from injuries, we got a lot of confidence. We're on a good little run right now. We were sitting four and eight a few weeks ago. Yep. And uh, I think we control our own destiny. It's a divisional game. Uh, the Vikings beat us earlier in the season. You're not going to beat us twice. Yeah. I think the Packers are going to pull this one out. I think they're going to go skipping ahead a week. They're going to go beat the Lions. Yep. We're going to make the playoffs. Hopeful as a Packers fan, but I could really see it happening with you know how things have just completely 180 the last couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to beat the Vikings as well. I think that the uh, Vikings, I mean, as we all know, their point differential is just terrible yeah. for being 12-3. and three. With the Cowboys game and winning every game by three, they cancel yeah. out, and it's like a two-point differential yeah. for being you know, that record on the season. So, yeah, I'm going Packers. We talked about it earlier. I went Lions, both going to be 8-8 eight and eight going to the last and it's game gonna of the be year in Lambeau. Going to be a great game. I think the Lions are going to ruin the Packers' hopes. Oh, but man, screw we'll you. <laughs> we'll see. We'll now, see. I would be so depressed <laughs> to um, turn it around. I, I mean, I, I I think we'll see. I, 
I'm disappointed with Aaron Rodgers because now he's all of a sudden happy because they're winning again, but when they're losing, he's all pissed off and a little pity party. Um, so I personally think Aaron Rodgers just needs to retire, get out of the league. Um, I think that he's two starkly different takes here on the podcast. <laughs> I, I really, I really have always up until this year, I've liked Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not saying that I hate him or anything like that. But when you have all rookie receivers, you made the decision to stay. Um, I mean, I think that's on him, and I think that he needs to suck it up and tough it out, and I think that he's done a bad job of that until they start winning, and now he's all of a sudden happy again. I will agree on one point that I think being the veteran leader that you are on that team, he didn't handle it as well as he could have earlier in the season with, you know, it's almost like a little kid, like, being upset with the receivers, and I think there's certain players that you have to have confidence in them before they can have confidence in themselves. So, like, early in the year, that Christian Watson drop, I think he just, like, received a lot of hate for that, especially, like, I don't know what happens at practice or whatever, but Aaron Rodgers gets on people's asses. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's some players that you got to be a little more encouraging, but it's easy to say when we're winning now, and I think they've kind of repaired that relationship. Yeah. It's easy when players play better, yeah. but, you know, I don't. I agree. I don't think he handled it perfectly earlier in the year, but – you know, things have turned around, and uh, it seems to be good spirits from the locker room now. So, you know, he's, that's just kind of the leader he is, though. No, he yeah. just expects a ton out of people, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes it motivates players, but there's other certain personalities that you kind of need to be a little more uplifting rather than, like, yeah. you know, more militaristic, like no, yeah. expect a ton out of you, you know, no room for error kind of stuff, which yeah. he could do with Devontae no, because yeah. he's really that good. But, yeah. you know. Um. So yeah, I am going Packers. Uh, that last Let's game, go. that last Let's game go. is going to be a great game. It's going to be a huge game. <laughs> um, next up, we got Rams Chargers. Jay Herbie clinched the playoffs last week for us. Finally, uh, same deal with the injuries. The Chargers, man. Yeah. We finally. He was saying healthy. it earlier in the year as a Chargers fan, and he was right with these injuries. You know, people are coming back. Herbert's getting his weapons back. They're looking a lot better. I and, said, it, I said it from the beginning. If you yeah. give Herbert, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams on the field at the same time, which right. is very rare. Which we didn't get till week 12 or yeah, whatever. Like yeah, it was a few a, weeks ago. It was a long yeah. ways into the season. It's very rare, but if that happens, Herbert is going to play like Herbert did last year, and yeah. he's going to play well. Um, and we've seen that. Now, going to this game, what's, what's your take on this game? I think the Chargers are going to win it, man. There's, there's kind of a lot of hype around the Rams right now still with, I mean, this – a few weeks ago now, but when Baker came in on that Tuesday mm-hmm. and played on that Thursday and won, you know, that was pretty, pretty incredible. But, um, and they did, they did really give a whoop into the Broncos last week too, actually, now that I think about it, but I think the Charger are a good team and they're, they're deserving of being in the playoffs. Finally, it's about time with this roster. Yeah. And I think they're still going to take care of business, man. Yeah. They're a lot different than the Broncos. Yeah. I don't think, you know, they're going to be, the Rams are going to be able to do the same thing as they did last week. So as a Chargers fan, I'm going Chargers, but as an analyst, I'm going Rams. Wow. Strictly because we clinched the playoffs. We don't really have much to play for. We can't move up and get in front of the Chiefs by any means. We don't we can't win enough to get into that divisional spot. So I personally just think that there's kind of that mindset in the locker room, like, hey, we're good. Right. Um, so and I think the Rams I think that can I think, be dangerous. That can yeah, be a dangerous and I, mindset. And I think Baker's in the mindset of, man, I'm playing good. I want to keep playing good. So he can, so he can be keep on a job. Team next year, yeah. yeah. So I as a fan, I'm going Chargers all day, every day. Um, but when you really look into the depths of it. With no bias. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna go Rams. So it's a hot take. 
Yeah. So, um, next up, Steelers-Ravens. This is a big game uh, for the Steelers. Ravens have clinched, but for the Steelers, it's a huge game. Who you got? This division, man. It could be a pretty pretty low-scoring game. I I can't imagine this game hitting 40, 45 points. I think it's going to be, you know, the AFC North is known. For for their battle games and mm-hmm. you know their fights and stuff they get into because they're just some dogs up there. So, um, it's tough to say honestly. I think the Ravens are going to be able to pull it out though. I'm I'm sure that they're the favorites. I think they're going to get it done. Just yeah. overall, I, I believe that they're a better team. I agree, but I'm going to go Steelers. I think that the Steelers are going to make the playoff picture interesting. Um, I think it's going to become a battle. There's only one spot left. Um, in the uh, AFC. So you got on that side battling for that spot, you got the Jags, the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Jets, and the Steelers. And I think that Patriots and the Jets. Wow. Patriots That's and all the for Jets, one spot. Yeah, all for one spot. Wow. So That's insane. Uh, and we already discussed how <clears throat> we think the Jags are going to win, move to 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I take that back because the uh, – Jags could win their division. So that spot, never mind. Right, right. So there's right. technically two, two spots, spots. Technically. Right. right. So um, they could they could end up taking the division over the Titans. Yes, which right. most likely will happen right. this week. And if the Titans did if the Jags win this week, they're in. Right. And the Titans would be out of the playoff yes. picture at that point. So, right, right, right. so technically the Jazz can move in and then it would be those four teams for that one spot. Right. So you got Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, Steelers. Right. Which uh Jets, as we talked about that they control their own destiny, Patriots, same way. Um, so, yeah, I think the Steelers are going to make it interesting also. I think the Steelers are going to get it done. Once again, the same kind of thing goes with the Ravens, I believe, with the Chargers. They just yeah. don't have much to play for. Right, right. Um, so, I think it'll be interesting. Now, I take that back because the Ravens could win the division over the Bengals if the Bengals were to lose out. Which is probably unlikely. Yeah, but which is unlikely. But they play the Bills this week, right? Mathematically, so, if there is something to play for, then yeah. So I mean, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna go Steelers. Um, last game, Monday night game. I think could be the game of the year. Bills Bengals. Wow. Yeah. That could be an insane game. Man. There's a <laughs> there's uh two just insane teams. I think I think as of late, the Bengals are starting to become oh, like yeah. some favorites. Bro is playing. Just, I mean, Burrow's they've got people well. back from injuries. You know, uh, Burrow is just playing out of his mind right now. Yeah. And uh, like we said before, like he's not the obvious best thrower like Mahomes or the obvious best runner like Josh Allen that he'll be playing against. But, I mean, he's just always found a way to get it done Yeah. ever since he was in college, ever since he's been in the NFL. So it's this is a tough game to call, man. I could really see it going either way. Yeah. I think the Bengals have more momentum right now. Yeah. I think the the Bills have something to prove with how you know they've kind of been you know I mean I, they barely they're twelve and three but people right. still are like right. Oh, right. I don't right. know right. if the Bills are that right. good so <laughs> I think the Bengals might take this one man yep. I think I'm I think Joe Shice is going to have a big game I think it could be a shootout yeah I'm I think it could be both teams in the thirties um, I but, and I would have I'm with you I'm going Bengals but I would have taken if Bills are playing at home I'm taking the Bills I think whoever the home team in this one's going to win. I think that's the kind of game it's going to be. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, and I think the home team will, will pull it out. The Bills so, are at home, you said? No, the Bengals are. That's what I'm going the Bengals. If the Bills were, I hear you. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going Bengals as well. That even solidifies my pick more, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Who's, do you know who the favorite in that game is? Um, 
That's that's a good question. It's got to be like close. I'll tell you what it is right now. Over and under forty nine and a half. Uh, Bills are favored one and a half point favorites. So yeah. So, so it's as far much, as lines go, one and a half. I mean, it's it's literally, yeah. you know, it, they don't. It's a fifty fifty shot. Yeah. Which is kind of how we're projecting it as well. So. Yeah. I just think Joe Burrow just finds ways to get it done. And I think they're yeah. going to win this week, solidify the, the divisional win, yeah. and uh, take it easy next week. Yeah. Um, so next we got award races real quick. We'll go through these fast. Uh, I'll just list out uh, kind of who the top candidates are odds-wise, and then we can kind of go with who our picks are going to okay. be. Okay, sure. Um, so MVP, you got Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts, all quarterbacks. We've seen that MVPs are almost always quarterbacks. Um. I am going to go – this is tough. I'm going to go Josh Allen because I think that uh, – I think the Bills – I just think that the other guys, first of all, have a lot of weapons. Josh Allen does too. Don't get me wrong. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think that Josh Allen, especially if the Bills are to win out, mm-hmm. um, that puts them at 14-3. and three. Um, a great year, uh, most likely a top the NFC um, or AFC. I'm sorry. Um, so I, th- I just think that as a as, if you look at it in the complete picture, if the Bills are above the Chiefs, um, if the Eagles, I mean, and then Jalen Hurts, if he doesn't end up coming back right. until the playoffs, and it's got a little bit of time missed there, yeah, which always which that know, always tends to hurt detriment. Yep. Exactly. And then Hooker for the Heisman. If he yeah. didn't get hurt, I think yeah. it was a no-brainer. Yeah. But you always, you know, yep. have those injuries. <laughs> and then Joe Burrow. Um, so, I mean, really, you could say <laughs> who wins this game, right. Bills-Bengals. Right. You could go with – I mean, right. I could go with either one of those. So, I think it would be interesting. I'll go Josh out. I'm going for – on record and saying I think all four of these guys are equally deserving. Sometimes yeah. in the past you see, like, those one or two guys that are, like, way ahead of the pack and having, like, just career years. Yeah. I think any of these guys have just played fantastic this year. But as far as the MVP, I'm going to go with Mahomes. I mean, you look at most valuable player, right? The Chiefs' entire identity is around Patrick Mahomes. And a lot of people were saying, like, what's going to happen when he loses Tyreek Hill? Because he's so obviously such a great wide receiver and, like, just way different than any other guys with his speed. And minus Travis Kelsey, you look at the wide receiver core for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. it's not that good. Juju. Compared to the other – I mean, these guys have – A.J. Brown, Stephon yeah. Diggs, Jamar Chase. I mean, these are, like, you know, top, top, top-tier guys. And Mahomes just doesn't have those guys on yeah. his team. But he's still, like – that's why, like, I mean, the Chiefs wide receivers for fantasy, you never really know who's it going to be. It's hard to project. Yeah. But you know that Mahomes is probably going to throw for 303. And for that reason, like, I mean, he just ex- – the way he extends plays and the throws that he makes, like, yeah, it kind of seems obvious. But without the weapons that, you know, some of these other guys have, I think Mahomes is truly the most valuable player on, to that team. Yeah. Like, you sub in a different quarterback for the Chiefs, I don't think they're close to what they are. Yeah. Whereas – you know, not to take anything away from those other guys, they're all deserving. But you know, you could maybe put someone else in Joe Burrow's position, and he might be. I mean, the Bengals still might be a pretty good team. Yeah, but that's my take on it. Yeah. Um, offensive Player of the Year: Justin Jefferson, Jalen Hurts, Tyreek Hill, Mahomes, and Josh Jacobs. Um, I mean, I I don't think a non-quarterback is going to win. I think that the NFL has gotten to that where they. Give it to the quarterback. The last non-quarterback, I can't, it was either MVP or offensive player of the year. It was like 2012. Yeah. Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson when he had like 2,000 yeah. 
It was either rush or scrimmage. It was a crazy season. Oh, yeah. I think in perspective, which that's 10 years ago. Yeah. Just based on those five with the top odds, I'm going to go Mahomes. Um, I think that, once again – For the same arguments that I made for MVP. Yeah, exactly. I think if Jalen Hurts would have played the rest of the year, he'd have a good argument. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that, yeah, same exact reason. Because raw offensive firepower, I agree. Jalen Hurts is is pretty special with what he can do on the ground too. My take on this – I don't know who exactly is going to win it. I think it's kind of, you know, a sham that it seems to be a quarterback only uh, award. I think Justin Jefferson deserves it, man. No, I agree. I mean, he is like I couldn't, just I couldn't so scary to go yeah. up against. I hope he wins it. Yeah. Now, I think he has like 244 more yards to get to 2,000. He'd be the first player ever. He has two weeks. Assuming it's going to come down to those weeks, like he'll, meaning he'll probably play four games. He, he could easily do it. He yeah. could do it this week against the Packers. Yeah. As a Packers fan, I'd hate to see it, but he could do it. Yeah. You know, people make the argument 17 versus 16 games. You average it out. So, like, basically this would be his last week. Yeah. But, I mean, he is just special, man. He is just really elevated to, you know, the top wide receiver in the NFL, in my opinion, yeah. surpassing Devontae Adams, who was previously there. Just from an all-around perspective, like, you just look. He's a fantastic catcher of the ball, fantastic route runner, super athletic, super clutch. And uh, his touchdown celebrations are top tier too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I really hope I would really like to see a wide receiver win, and I think out of any wide receiver in past years, he's extremely deserving of it. Yeah. But I agree. Um, defense player of the year: Nick Bosa, Michael Parsons, Chris Jones, Max Crosby, Miles Garrett. Um, I think that they're going to give it to. I I believe they're going to give it to Michael Parsons. Mm-hmm. Um, but my pick would be Nick Bosa, strictly gotcha. because I feel like the 49ers did a lot more than people expected. They knew they would be good. Right. But now the last three weeks. from the defensive side yeah, of things. They knew they would be good. But last three weeks, you've had Brock Purdy as your quarterback, and that yeah. defense has given him as much stability yeah. as I mean, they he can. stepped into as easy of a role as he gets, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, and that's, I think Nick Bosa leading that defense, as we said, best defense in the league currently. Um, I think that he deserves it. But I think they're going to probably give it to Michael Parsons. Um, but it should be interesting. Maybe they'll survive. Which, statistically speaking, Bosa and Parsons play a pretty similar role. Yeah. Nick Bosa has 17 and a half sacks on the season. Parsons has 13. Yeah. So, statistically, I mean, you look at that and say Nick Bosa should win it. You know, just watching games – I think my favorite to get to win it would be Michael Parsons. I agree that he's probably going to get it, and I think he's pretty deserving of it. You know, not saying any of these other players aren't, but he would be my pick for it. I mean, thirteen sacks doesn't really tell the full story. With no, how many I pressures agree. he gets. I agree. I agree. And like the impact, he the had intangibles on of how many times teams are sending double teams to him that open up other things mm-hmm. is just. I mean, you can't measure that with stats. No, I, I agree. mean, you watch the game, and it's like. Every single play, it's like he's the game record. Yeah. Like he could blow up the play and get a pick or, or a fumble six mm-hmm. or a sack or something crazy. And, uh, you know, he gets hyped up on the commentary a lot. Tony Romo just, just loves this guy. But, <laughs> um, you know, I think Micah Parsons would be my favorite for defensive player of the year. Offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson, Kenneth Walker, Brock Purdy, Christian Watson, Damian Pierce. Those are the top five. And then the odds race. Um. I mean, I feel like you got to get Garrett Wilson. I think you do too. I think the Jets are going to get a full sweep of this yeah. of these rookie uh, <clears throat> awards. I really do think that if Brock Purdy had a wider range of games and he kept playing like he has been, 
he'd right. be up there. Which but, there always could be the argument that he's just falling into a fantastic system. Yeah. And like, what is he doing that special where yeah. you have the other players not in the best situations, but still excelling. Yeah. But I agree. Yeah. If he if he did get you know a chance for a few more games, he could be a little bit more in the question. But yeah, I couldn't agree more. Garrett Wilson is yeah, I just feel like there's is not much an question. insane player, mm-hmm. and uh, he's had a great year with all these different quarterbacks. That I mean, Zach Wilson, Mike White, Joe Flacco. I yeah. mean, these aren't like top tier guys, and he just finds a way to just go crazy. Which it's kind of crazy to say because. After the first seven, eight weeks of the season, it was like Damian Pierce is winning rookie of the year. Right. Um, right. Because of how well he's playing. But now, now that, uh, I mean, the Texans are 2 12 and, and, and maybe even Kenneth Walker, but yeah. with the injury. Yeah. Again, you so, feel like you got a good Gary Wilson. And if Christian Watson doesn't drop that first pass of the year, we're maybe be talking about something yeah. different. Because, I mean, recency bias, he's been, I yeah. mean, going insane. I mean, yeah. he had like seven touchdowns in over five, five or six games, games yeah. or something. Like, I mean, he was scoring every week, yeah, which is unheard of. But yeah, you know, moving on to the, I agree, Garrett Wilson, and I'm, we're just going to go with the jet sweep here, which is, I mean, at, right after that draft, people were saying that this is an insane draft class, and I think it's really, you know, a lot of times you get these top picks that just they don't pan out, mm-hmm. but to be to have all those top draft picks and actually pick guys that are seemingly Making looking impacts, like they're going to be yeah. fantastic NFL players, yeah, and turn your team around. I mean, Sauce Gardner, yeah. He's been great all year. It, I mean, you see these numbers here, numbers there with, like, yards allowed and stuff. It's hard to tell. Zone, man. You, you can't really tell, you know, what's the true statistic. But, I mean, if you just watch, he clamps up wide receivers. Yeah. And he, he's a rookie, man. He's taking on the best wide receivers in the league week in, week out, and he's doing a, a damn good job. Yeah. So. I agree. Which Aiden Hutchinson, Tariq Will, and the other candidates here. But I think the Jets are going to get a clean sweep of the rookies of the year. Yeah. And well-deserving. Yeah. For sure. I agree. Um, well, that moves us in. Uh, that kind of wraps up the NFL. Which is a football-heavy week for the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we're, so we're, we're in, not yeah. – this is not what it was going to be normal. Right, right. But especially once the playoffs and stuff ends, right, then we're right. going to be strictly right. moving on basketball. This week and in, in, in the next week or two is just yeah. extremely, you know, college football. We're in the playoffs, the championship, NFL. Yeah. We're gearing up for the playoffs. Yeah. You know, that has a little bit more significance at this point in time. So this episode, maybe the next week or two, are probably going to be a little bit more, you know – Football focused, yeah. just because it is. If you want a sports year. podcast that is strictly even among all sports at all times, then don't listen to us because that's just dumb. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yeah, what's, I mean, what's why, important? Well, yeah, what's, exactly, what's exactly. So um, that's all we got for the NFL. Um, for hoops wise, we don't have too much going on. Uh, we're, we are going to talk a little bit about LeBron' thirty um, eighth birthday. Um, so, kind of, what's your initial thoughts after that, man? He was moving so fast last night. If you go and watch that game or you go – because, I, I mean, I didn't have access to watch the game, but you go watch the highlights. Dude, he was moving quick. Yeah, There was that one that he got pinned on that layup, was like going out of bounds, freaking jumped back in, got it, got the board and won. Yeah. With, I mean, he was moving quick. For 38 years old, yeah. I mean, it's we, we have not seen when many athletes that yeah. are this old that are still like that dominant 47 points 10 rebounds nine assists almost a triple double yeah. 50 point almost yeah. like and i i i don't think many people give him the credit he no. deserves and like i'm not a huge lebron fan like i will admit it but he I, deserves a lot of credit i'm not i've never been you know i was i've always been a celtics fan he was always on the heat just yeah. destroying my hopes and dreams so you know <laughs> As a competitor, I hated him. Yeah. But, you know, you look later in his career and just looking back now and he doesn't play for the Heat anymore, whatever. 
like you just got to appreciate the yeah. guy. I mean, well, he, he is a generational yeah. just like and he puts up insane. more than 30 points most nights, yeah. which is just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. there's and now with Anthony Davis out, he has to pick right. up an even bigger right. role and it's just uh it is and especially with I mean, the Lakers, they're just not very good, but um yeah, he did a lot and I think that He's very impactful, uh, especially on the Lakers. I think that, like I say, he doesn't deserve the credit. And I think that it's getting closer and closer to that GOAT talk that, I mean, I mean, it's yeah. getting close to where yeah. he might surpass yeah. Jordan. I mean, if you're sitting here and you're like 40 dang years old because he wants to play with his kid in the NBA yeah. and you're still doing what he does. Yeah. Now, we should have known better. I, I was looking at his prize picks yesterday about to add, and I was like, 30 and a half? Like, there's just no way, man. Old LeBron James, but. I mean, it was his birthday. His mom was there. His mm-hmm. wife was there. He just, I mean, there's just he just went crazy. Yeah, LeCap James does it again. <laughs> he, he is. He said he knew before the game he was going to go for a lot, yeah. which I think no, he's he mocking the whole LeCap memes, which is pretty funny that he's aware of that. But you know, and I don't know, man, it's hard to doubt him. One last thing on that on LeBron, he is 527 points away from passing Kareem for most points all time. Which I he's think, easily going to do oh, yeah. this season. And I think if he does that, I don't think there's any more argument. I mean, what was Michael Jordan doing when he was 38? Yeah. I not mean, this. Yeah. His little return to the Wizards was yeah. not that great. <clears throat> yeah, and I think that, like, once again, LeBron doesn't have the titles that Jordan has. But I think it's very possible that he gets another one before he retires, especially if he plays yeah. as long as he says. Yeah. And if he does, and he gets – to that point where he has those titles, he has the points record. I mean, there's not. I don't. I mean, he's I like a like, machine. Yeah, there's no. There's no, no other argument. Yeah. So no. Um, other than that, almost wore Luka his jersey magic, today. Baby. Almost wore his jersey Luka instead. Uh, Luka Doncic is a beast. Uh, I think that. Uh, I mean, he went for 60, 21, and ten the other night, which is the first just, ever. 60-20 triple-double, I believe, yeah. and the second-ever 60-point triple-double period mm-hmm. in NBA history. Yep, behind James Harden. And he's Harden. just doing this casually. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. And it was that the last play, uh, I think, to send it to overtime, when he hit it off the rim on purpose, got the yeah, rebound, yeah. shot it in the air. Just it, Like playing taps as a kid. Yeah. Jumped, caught it, <laughs> shot it. Money. I mean, it's it, it really is ridiculous. And I still don't understand how he plays so slow. Yeah, it's this, so smooth. You ready for this take? Luka Doncic is the Joe Burrow of the NBA. <laughs> Hear me out, all right? Luka and Joe Burrow, they both don't, like, Luka's not exceptionally athletic. You know, he's not like, like, there's some guys that you get like Giannis out there who's super big and powerful. He's not like, you know, I mean, he can, don't get me wrong, he can shoot, but he's not like Steph Curry level shooting yeah. that he pulls from anywhere. You know, he's not like some crazy, you know, slasher of the ball. Like, he just he doesn't do anything. Like, if you watch him at an open gym at a rec center, like you'd be like, wow, he's scoring a lot, but you wouldn't be like, oh, he's in the NBA. Yeah. You know, minus the fact that he's pretty tall. Yeah. And like Joe Burrow's kind of the same way, where it's like he's not Mahomes, where he doesn't make those throws. He's not like Josh Allen, where he's just like dominating giant size running the ball. But they're the same type of player. Like Luca, you just he just moves so slow mm-hmm. and just like. He just puts that big butt into him and just starts backing him down. <laughs> gives like 18 shimmies, but the fadeaway, and he shoots at 30 feet in the air, but it just he's just gets the job done, yeah. which like he's not that flashy. Like I said, he's not like LeBron going down the paint dunking. He's not like Giannis. He's not like Curry pulling from half court, although, again, he can shoot. Yeah. He's not the best shooter in the NBA, yeah. but he just he finds a way. Well, I mean, on top of that, do you think he's the best player in the NBA? 
I think right now he's the best player in the NBA. Yeah. I think I think like somebody like Giannis is the most dominant player, yeah. but you want to talk all around, you know, Luca's all around game I think is the best. Yeah. And which is how impressive it is like his athleticism compared to other people, which he's sneak don't he's sneaky athletic. Yeah. Like no, he's yeah, not he visibly has, athletic, but he's got all those intangibles like mm-hmm. flexibility and footwork and yeah. stamina and stuff to be able to put up that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's not the obvious visual athleticism, but no, I think I he is. And just his skills, he's really fun to watch. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's really fun to watch. I think that it depends on how you want to define best player in the right. NBA. Because if you want to define it where whoever has the most impact, whoever's right. the most fun to watch, it's different. Whoever is the best overall, right. it's all different. So, yes. Here you go. I'll give you this question, Cole. If you were on the playground with everyone in the NBA and you were about to draft your team, and who would you pick first for your squad? Number one pick on the playground. All right, well, I'm a defensive guy, so I'd probably go Giannis. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but if if it were a point where you told me where I have other guys surrounding me who are defensive right. players and right. I need an offensive player, right. oh, Luke all day. Gotcha. And I mean, he and he's. It's just because his defense is a little lackluster at times. Right. Sometimes it's fine, right. but when he, I mean, and, and another Which, like, thing he is, does not. He doesn't like take Giannis. a break. He he's doesn't on the have court. The tools yeah, exactly. To be a exactly. Great he doesn't. Player. Yeah, and he's a little bit slower, not as right. athletic, and he's on the court almost the whole game. So he's right. tired right. most of the second half right. anyway. I mean, he was like sleeping on the bench the other night. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw that video, but he was like <laughs> on the bench, like. But and I, I love Luke. He's my favorite player in the league right now. Um, he's been my favorite player even in the Euro League. I watched him, so I think he's really good. Um, and I, I, I mean, I would have to say I would probably agree at this current moment. I mean, he just had 60, 20, and 10. You get, I mean, it's hard to, to argue against yeah. that, man. Yeah. So, um, lastly, going to wrap it up with some college hoops. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the NC State Wolfpack. Um, before that, though, um, I want to look at the top 25 for college basketball. Um, Purdue number one, UConn number two. Um, How about UConn, man? Uh, for their women's it. basketball, but yep. they're, they're same looking, with Purdue. Yeah. I mean, Purdue came out of nowhere. They were good, really good last year, number one for a while. But yeah. a lot of people didn't give them the credit. Um, didn't think they'd be as good because they did lose Jaden Ivey and a lot of other good players. So I'm just gonna check this again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that college hoops are getting interesting. Um, moving into we wanted to talk a little bit about NC State just because that's our squad. That is our squad. Um, but we've been going to a lot of games. Yeah, we have. So, we got big one against Duke yeah. next week at PNC Arena. The last game was the 22nd, right? They get a little bit of time off, I believe. No, they right? played yesterday. Gotcha, Lost gotcha. to Clemson yesterday. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. But So, yeah, we uh, – I don't know. I, I think that I, – I will say that I don't think Duke's as strong as normal. No. Um, yeah. But – once again, it's ranked Duke, so they're always good. Um, but I will say, if we're going to go here and make a prediction, NC State will beat beat Duke and PNC on Tuesday. We always wow. beat Duke and PNC. Wow. I, I I mean, Dude. we were there together Dude. when we beat Duke. Yeah, against Brandon we Terry and that squad. We so were there. I think it's going to be a good game. I think State. I mean, it's NC State. The way NC State is, they play up to who they play down. Yeah, play out, play out. And I mean, Clemson is not the greatest opponent, and I mean, we should. We lost by fourteen, so right. 
I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, th- I will tell you the good thing that makes it a lot better is Carolina's losing too. So yeah. they lost yesterday to Pitt. So that makes it a lot easier. I agree. <laughs> and um, just like any sports anywhere, man, the rivalries are going to be good games. Yeah. No matter if we're ranked dead last and Duke's ranked number one. Yeah. It's going to be a good game. And being in PNC, most of the games so far have not had that big of crowds yeah. yet. You know, being there, you know, it, fair enough. It's like Tuesday at 6 p.m., you know. A lot of, it's a lot to fill up PNC, like 18,000 people. I think this game's going to be packed. It's going to be loud. There's going to be a lot of people. If we can get off to a decent start and that, and we're going to get nice and loud down there, yeah. I could see us beating them. I mean, I'm going to be biased and take NC State. I could see either team winning, yeah. but I think it would be pretty crazy to see NC State win this game, and that would be a really big statement win for yeah. our team at the beginning of January. Um, but, I mean, we def- we have the star power to do it, man. Yeah, I mean, we can. Our guys can go out there and have a, a, a lot of points. Mm-hmm. It can be a. It, I mean, we can keep up with them. So yeah, yeah. Um, we also wanted to give a little shout out to the women's team. I mean, they are ranked nationally. They're so just solid. number six. Year they in, lost. Year to, out. Yeah, they lost to Duke yesterday. That was a tough one. Um, but or two nights ago, excuse me. Um, but I think that uh, Wes Moore is the second best coach in the. Uh, in women's hoops behind Gino Ariema. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think that he's going to get them back on track, and I think they're going to be ready in March. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we're really young, so it doesn't surprise me that we drop a game like this, especially, like you said, against a rival. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see what they end up doing. Um, but, yeah, I think that – I mean, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean – NC State women's basketball always puts up a good team, in, and I think we're really going to get tested here. Like you said, it's a young team. We got a couple more, uh, you know, games on the easier side beginning ACC play, but end of January going into February, we got a stretch that's going to be tough, and we're going to find out what they're all about, man. I mean, we play UNC middle of January. Then we go Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, UNC again, Virginia Tech again, all within a span of like two weeks here. And, you know, that's really going to test them, you know, I look forward to going to those games. Yep. We are a big sport. We do we do pop yep. out to those games. Oh yeah. Um so yeah, it's exciting to see, man. If we can pull out a bunch of wins there, we could be really highly ranked going into March. And uh it's gonna always be exciting yep. to see an NC State team, you know, at the top of national rankings. So shout out to the women's program. Yeah. Um moving down real quick. Um once again, we are not sponsored by prize picks, um, but we do love to use their application. Um, (laughs) and the disclaimer, you know, if you are someone that, you know, you know, begins to have a gambling addiction, you know, you go on the internet, go look up the, uh, you know, phone number for gambling addiction hotline, you know, get the one eight, seven, seven, uh, seven, one, eight, five, five, four, three gambling hotline. So there you go. You know, this is all just for fun bet what you're willing to lose. But, you know, speaking from experience, I am pretty new to it. So is Cole, but it makes it a lot more fun to watch these games, you know, things that you don't normally have stake in, you know, some random NFL game on a Sunday, but if you got a little, you know, $5 wager going on, it's pretty, it makes it a lot more exciting to watch. So for anyone who does choose to participate, we're just going to give you guys a couple locks from the college football games today, NBA games tonight, and stay tuned. We're going to get out some NFL Sunday on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. So our Twitter's up there, uh, C2 sports pod, Instagram, and then we'll have our video. I'm up there. And but you can yeah. listen to this on yeah. Apple Music, uh, Spotify, Amazon, Amazon Music, Amazon Music yeah. Spotify. Yeah. So anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Yeah, it's on anywhere. Here. So, um, But, yeah, so we'll have our uh, other locks for NFL Sunday on Twitter.
Um, do you want to start or you want me to start? Yeah, sure. I'll go ahead and give my locks. Um, by the time this gets out, you won't really have a chance to bet on this game. But I think uh, Deuce Vaughn is going to get under 91.5 rushing yards against Alabama. They got a tough run defense. It's nothing like he's seen all year um, with Kansas State and their you know, strength and schedule. Uh, not too many defensive players are opting out for Alabama. That's something to always you know, look into in these bowl games, especially yep. when it's not the playoffs. They do have a couple people on their offensive line and a couple other key pieces. I think they have like one defensive lineman who's you know been out there saying he's opting out for this game. So they're going to have a full strength defense. Going to be a tough run defense. How the game's going on right now, I can tell you if it hit or not, maybe. But um, <laughs> and he's missed this line against some other teams: Texas, West Virginia. You know, teams that have a little bit stronger defenses than their average opponent. So I could definitely see him hitting that under. Um, and then for the first game of the college football playoffs, well, I guess it's actually for the for the night game, Emeka Egbuka, the receiver for Ohio State, his line is 69.5 receiving yards on prize picks. I could definitely see that uh, hitting the over there. He's hit the mark 9 out of 12 times this season. You know, a few games ago, you know, he's, he had a little bit of injury concerns, missed, missed uh, that line a few times. When he started out the year, he was like 7 for 7 on this line. Um, JSN is out, you know, their other big receiver. And, you know, big players make big plays when it matters. Yeah. And this is a huge game for Ohio State. I think he's going to crush this. He could see seven to ten targets, you know, equal that many receptions too, depending on the quality of them. But I could definitely see that. And then for NBA tonight, the uh, Kevin Durant points, rebounds, assists over 41 and a half. I think he's got a good match against the Hornets. Uh, Kevin Durant already, just statistically, you look, he hits this line all the time. He's a good player. And then the last thing to consider, you know, when you're looking at NBA bets, especially these, you know, star players is their load management schedules. Um, the last game was the 28th, so he's had three days to rest up. So I think he should see a pretty full minute load tonight. And I think, you know, easily 41 and a half points, rebounds, and assists over the Hornets. Yep. That would be my three locks today. Um, going to mine, uh, like we mentioned in that first playoff game, I mentioned it earlier, I am taking TCU. I'm going to under on 210 pass yards for J.J. McCarthy. Um, we've seen Michigan does not throw the ball very well. They love to pound the rock. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, especially against a TCU defense who might not be as strong of a defense, but once again, I'm counting on them. Um, I'm going TCU, uh, play some good D. So real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Let's edit this out. Now we, we'll leave it in. Deuce Vaughn had an 88 yard rushing touchdown <laughs> to start the game. So he broke free and, uh, oh, <laughs> oh that come sucks. to find that out live on air. It's, uh, <laughs> 14-10 right now, almost halftime. But, I mean, he only has 111 yards, so minus that one, he'd be at like 20 yards if he yeah. could break that free. But, mm. Well, that's all right. We can still get two for three. <laughs> um, next up, night game, college football. C.J. Stroud, quarterback for Ohio State. I got the under on 272 pass yards against Georgia. I think that defense is just too strong. Uh, I don't think he's seen anything like that playing in the Big Ten. Um, great conference, but just not SEC Georgia. Um, so it'll be interesting. And then lastly, my NBA bet for the night, uh, Vika Zubac. Um, I got the over 22 and a half points, rebounds, assist. Um, they're playing the Pacers and down there he'll have, um, uh, what's his name? Um, for the Pacers, uh, gosh, why can't I think of the name? Uh, Miles Turner. Yeah. He'll have Miles Turner guarding most of the game. Um, but We've seen Zubac. He had a huge, like, 20-something point and 20-something rebound game. So, 
it'll be interesting, but I think he's going to definitely put that over. So um, that's all we got for the day. Do you have any final thoughts on everything overall? Not really. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, <clears throat> glad, glad, to, be glad to be here. Glad yeah. to be back. I, I think we're going to really, you know, now that the holidays season is over, it's just kind of tough with travel and family time and all that good stuff. But, you know, now that we're kind of back to the grind, we'll be back living together in another yeah. week or so. I think we're going to shoot for, uh, at the very minimum, a weekly episode. Yeah. I think maybe like Friday release Friday. or something yeah. like that. So stay tuned. We're still trying to figure out the schedule here, but I think a weekly Friday release is what we're going to shoot for. So yeah. it's an exciting time. It's 2023. Finally get this thing off the ground. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. So that's pretty much all we got today. Uh, we appreciate everybody who has made it this far listening. Yeah, uh, we know it's a lot of time. We know that it's a long episode. So hopefully you're listening to it in a car ride coming home or something like that. Um, but yeah, we're glad to be doing it. And uh, we're like, I, we, like we mentioned, follow us on social media. We'll make sure yep. to get all in uh, the background here. Yep. We'll make sure to get uh, those pics on Twitter. Um, Instagram. We'll start having some graphics on there. Um, and so, yeah, we're we're excited to get it, this thing going. Um, excited to really kind of this is like kind of our official launch day on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So, yep. Um, Jordan year 2023. Happy New Year's, everybody. Merry Christmas. We'll see y'all soon. Peace out. Let's go. <sighs> Sick boy, dude. We forgot to press record. <laughs>